day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Hopefully you're enjoying this Monday. You wake up, you're waiting for whatever is uh, supposed to happen to us, I guess, uh, over the next few days as like some major winter storm is ready to roll through roll through our area. But uh, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it's going to be, I guess, kind of kind of ugly for lack of a better term kind of kind of nasty out but uh we'll wait and see we'll wait and see uh for those that uh, look for us every day over on the uh, the live stream uh we'll we'll get over there eventually i have no idea every now and then you wake up and you're kind of like okay what just happened uh because things are just cattywampus completely and uh i i have no idea ben you know how every now and then you come in and and all the settings are gone on your laptop or on your computer or whatever it's supposed to be no Honestly. Okay. Honestly, well, everything, uh, it's like somebody came in and wiped the computers over the weekend. Everything's Your gone. Your computers? Yeah, everything's gone. Maybe it's because I always have the same laptop, but no, I've not dealt I, with that. I use the same two laptops, and it has been, uh, it, for lack of a better term, it's been a pain in the ass for uh, the last couple of weeks. I don't know why, but our platform, the platform that we use to stream off of, uh, has changed for whatever reason, and it, it's it's n- not that it's uh, changed in the sense that it's it's completely different. It's just that all the settings that we had that were there are gone, and that would normally start the show with all of our with all of our prep on there, all completely gone. And now they I know they tried to add some stuff to it, but uh, regardless, it's just a giant pain in the ass for lack of a better term, and it is what it is, I guess. But uh, so we're, um, I'm in the process of switching computers and it is, you know, kind of a pain, but nevertheless, we'll be, we'll be on momentarily. You just got to give us a couple of seconds. Uh, I heard you say you had a pretty good weekend. I, I mean, relatively so. Uh, it was admittedly a little boring without football, neither college nor NFL. I, I didn't do that much, but the golf was awesome all weekend long uh, with Tiger I thought you'd like to golf and with everything else I I didn't watch the Daytona 500 I was I like it was nice out I you know walked around outside and whenever I'm thoroughly entertained by golf I consider it a good weekend um Saturday Tiger had a hell of a round on Saturday I was I I think when I was listening to the commentators yesterday and I kind of thought about this when I woke up yesterday morning was I wonder what that fourth round fatigue is going to be, and you could kind of see some of that. But Tiger had a pretty good showing. Oh yeah, he was. I I mean, surprisingly awesome. Uh, he was. I I don't want to go golf nerd on everybody, but I, he was hitting right. the driver harder, like speed wise, than anybody else in the field, or or right. or as as hard as he's ever hit it, which is ridiculous. He has one and a half legs. Like I, I can barely produce a radio show with one and a half legs, let alone <laughs> hit a golf ball. It's insane. Right? Uh, but he got it done. He got it done. So uh, kudos to Tiger for the day that he had yesterday, uh, because or over the weekend, the the day that he had on Saturday, and then obviously over the weekend. There we go. We're on the Bud Light live stream. There we go. We're back up and running. But uh, but yeah, he had uh, he had a he had a good weekend. Uh, I thought it was a nice showing for not playing competitive golf. Uh, for some time so and then there's the NBA all-star game now uh, we were kind of concerned with uh, Giannis playing and then it turns out he really didn't he came in and you know threw up a bucket called it a day and that was pretty much the end of it but uh, it was 
good to see that, you know, he basically said, hey, look, there's some things that are pretty important to me, and that's the season, not necessarily the All-Star game. So glad to be there, but nah, baby, nah, we'll talk to you later. So that was good. Uh, the NBA All-Star game as a whole is a joke, and it's never been very entertaining to me. Uh, NASCAR was, it's always the big hoopla for the race season. Now everybody gets down to just, you know, the normalcy of weekend and week out racing, but uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance to NASCAR. Uh, like NASCAR, the broadcast is, uh, much like the Super Bowl even, is mind-numbingly sponsored. Oh, my God. Everything is sponsored. I mean, everything. And it got yesterday to the point where I just finally just shut it off. I had to go back and just, it was just strictly golf after that. Because I couldn't watch any more of the pre-race stuff. As much as you like the pageantry, the lead-up to, as that is, as they always say, that's NASCAR's Super Bowl to kick off their season. I It, it, it was everything was sponsored and forced. And it's finally, you're just like, I, I just can't take it anymore. It's, you know, whatever. Here's the window look. Here's the Toyota look. Here's this look. Here's that look. Here's we're going to do this. We're gonna, and it's just forced interviews and forced segments to create something around a sponsor. And it was kind of like, I just, I can't take it anymore. So, Bill, I find tremendous irony in that, that you turned off the overly sponsored program to turn on golf, uh, which is I, known <laughs> by everybody well, as but, probably the most disruptive sponsored television product in the world. Yeah, these um, – golf is unbelievably sponsored, but it is – you know, there's commercials – in golf, but I do like the fact that they stay on the coverage while they run the commercials because the you have to you have to have commercials. I understand that, but with NASCAR, it's like go to go to you know your pre race stuff, and then go to your commercials, which is all your sponsors, and then come back to your pre race stuff, and you're looking for all of the the uh, I, I guess the descriptiveness, if you will, of your your interviews. You know, all, all that stuff. Uh, go to all that kind of stuff. So uh, that, I guess, is something that, um, I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was completely forced, for lack of a better term. It was, it, I don't know. It just got annoying. Put it that way. Got annoying after a while. So, anyway. Uh, but that was that was part of, uh, part of my discontent with NASCAR over the weekend, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I must say, I didn't watch it. No, I, I didn't think you were much of a NASCAR person. I don't, I, you know, I watch it for certain things, and I don't mind that. I watch it for stuff, uh, you know, because I, I enjoy, I, you know, you, when you go to Road America and you see these guys, you cover these guys, you know, there's a couple of guys in there that we've had a chance to talk to, and you kind of root for good people and that kind of stuff. And But uh, but overall, it was, it, was, it was kind of annoying, for lack of a better term. Uh, the race itself is always good, but... The rest of the, the prelude to it was just annoying. And I, I get it because, look, I, we come from a program that is heavily sponsored, which is awesome, which means it's money, it's revenue, it keeps us going. Uh, but we try to do it in a way that's not, you know, it doesn't completely detract from the show with every segment being sponsored by a certain thing. Like today we're going to talk about the numbers and we're going to go behind the numbers. And we got, you know, and you're forcing just crap numbers because some – you know, add, add, when we do betting, betting is betting. You know, that that's a segment that is, that's what there are a large amount of people are interested in. 
when they were talking about these different, I can't even remember what it was, but I, I looked at Chris and I said, I just, I can't watch this anymore. It's like they're talking about the pavement brought to you by Goodyear. And then they went to the car brought to you by Toyota. And we're going to look at the Toyota, whatever the, the drivers were and whatever the car is and how it's got this thing that you're never going to get on a regular car. It's on the Camry and okay, you know, but you're never going to get it in a regular car. That's not you. And, and then it was something by some unheard of company, uh, the look behind the the glass of something, and it was like, it, I, man, I, I can't, whew, I can't even watch it anymore. It was so disjointed. So I, I'm, I, I should quit complaining because it, you know. It is I will it. say the shame of all that is when you look at. I don't know much about the business model of NASCAR. When you look at the NFL, especially with the Super Bowl and college mm-hmm. football. Like the Big Ten signs their seven billion dollar television deal, and golf had the same big deal happen recently. They're going to have to make the money back somehow. Right. So when we talk about these astronomical figures yep. and how it trickles down to Wisconsin and how you know it trickles down and helps them as a program, it's like yeah. But at the end of the day, the person who gets screwed is the viewer, and that'll always yes. be the case. It's it's and it's very similar to the, the the lead up for Super Bowl. All the hours of coverage brought to you by and all the different crap segments that they have are all brought to you by it, it's that's it you know because a lot of people that watch they just want a, the regular game the regular game broadcasts you know that's what they they look for and when everything is brought to you by and they're trying to find every little piece of coverage because in it in it is it's it's for a nascar fan it's highly viewed i understand it for the casual fan it can become somewhat annoying so that's all uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Today we we got to get into the discussion. Um, that is Aaron Rodgers, and I know it's probably fatigue, and I understand all of that. But as we got off the air on Friday, is when and we saw it breaking. We just didn't have a lot of time to really get into it. But as we were getting off the air on Friday, uh, word was getting out about uh, the GoLongTD.com website bob mcginn longtime writer for the journal sentinel covered the green bay packers for many 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 years came out with the article that the green bay packers and he used the term are quote disgusted end quote with aaron Rodgers. and now again bob is a different cat bob is a longtime credible writer for the Journal Sentinel, covered the Packers, worked with the Packers for years and years and years. This is a different, uh, this is not Ian Rappaport, this is not Adam Schefter, this is somebody that's been in our own backyard for a long time, has connections in Green Bay, and got that from somewhere. Bob doesn't make it up, Bob's an incredibly credible reporter. Uh, Rogers, I, I don't know what he's going to say tomorrow in regards to all of this, but um Bob reported that the Packers are, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and want no part of him. I was really surprised when I read that. Really, I mean, it was almost immediate. I was a hold of Tyler Dunn. I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on? You know, because I know Bob's got a source. I know he's got a source somewhere. You know, there's somebody there that's told him that. Um... Now, granted, Bob's been removed from the daily day-to-days of the Packers for a few years now, but um, never I've never questioned Bob again. Um, I know others have because sometimes they just don't like what they hear, but I've never questioned Bob again. So we are going to uh, we're going to talk with Tyler Dunn about this today. Um, 
So I and and already it's you know just in mentioning it, you know David says I'm not buying it. Pete says I totally trust Bob McGinn and agree with him. I mean it just depends on what you want to hear. Uh, and again, I there are things that people don't want to hear, and they don't they'll say I I don't believe it. But there are things that that are just true that maybe you don't want to hear, and I. I found it hard to believe, but I keep saying to myself, it's Bob McGinn. Bob doesn't make it up. Never has. Bob's one of the most credible writers I've ever run across and talked to. And, and so I, I just, when that broke, I was like, oh boy, here we go. A whole weekend to let that marinate. So we're going to get into that discussion today and talk about that. We'll talk with Tyler Dunn coming up later on this afternoon. But uh, when that got out, I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, because immediately my phone lit up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was with uh, Tom Brenneman uh, this morning. He's got a uh, now a podcast, kind of a McAfee-esque show that he does based out of Cincinnati, and everybody wants to know. Uh, I did an interview with him. Uh, I did a couple of interviews over the weekend, um, you know, for some of the national stuff. And everybody wants to know: Is this true? Yeah, are the pa- I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard the word disgusted. I and, and again, now Bob's crediting somebody that he's talked to up until this point it's been all speculation i have not had anybody and we talked about this ben where you and i have said um where we have said we have not heard anybody credit a source they've all just said i feel therefore it is and now it's you know bob cites a source and then his feeling upon that. So somewhere in there, that sentimentality began to come out. Now, whether that's Gudekinst or whomever, I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But uh, you, you just sit here and wait for the emergence. And for what Rogers is going to say and going to do, and I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I tend, I, in my in the beginning of all of this, I've said from the very beginning, I thought Rodgers would be back. I didn't think this was going to drag out. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought, this is a no-brainer. He's coming back. The Packers are going to try to make it work. They'll make a deal with, with Jordan Love for another year, and they'll try to run this thing back because they're, they're not going to go out like that. I even said that the night of, that if Aaron Rodgers is all in, you run it back, okay? Um, But... With everything that's been said, I keep thinking to myself, who's crediting who? Nobody's crediting anybody. You know, Adam Schefter's not crediting anybody. When the Ross Tucker podcast came out, he's not crediting anybody. He says it's a feeling. When when Ian Rappaport talks about it, he's not crediting anybody. There's no sources. This is just this, this internal fatigue. And they're talking about it on ESPN and on Good Morning Football and and it's it's this spin, and we there's nothing to talk about. So everybody keeps talking, but nobody's crediting anybody. And so it's like the more you talk, the more angry you get. And the more that Aaron Rodgers talks, the more people think he's weird, and and they get angry with him because he's just so so damn on a pedestal. Like he's just at times just a condescending whiny sob, and you, you get mad, and it and it spins and it churns, and but ultimately there's nothing being said. It's 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 like all this stuff is surface crap. Until this. And my guess, and again, I'm only 
making a guess. My guess is much like when uh, I was walking out of the press box at Lambeau Field during the NFC Championship game as Brett Favre threw that pass against the Giants that fell for an interception. And one of the more prominent board members walked out of a suite that had Bob Harlan and Ted Thompson and everybody in it and punched the wall and said, we can lose these games without that SOB. And I said, right then and there, Brett's not coming back. He's not coming back. You know? So maybe that's the same feeling that Bob got with whoever he talked about or whoever he talked to. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's just all become just too much and it's like you just you get like I said, there's just a fatigue there. So who knows? Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And I love having them on board. Uh, got out and did a few events over the weekend. Had a great time at Special Spaces on Friday night. Uh, my God, they raise a lot of money for, for kids with cancer. Holy mackerel, they raise a lot of money. What a spectacular event. I uh, had a fun time out about this weekend. Got some things coming up that we're going to do charity-wise. Maybe a repeat of what we did last year. We'll have to make some announcement down the road on that. But uh, a lot of good people collaborating and working with our friends at Bud Light. And always thanks to them for being a part of the program. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio. Right now, a quick trip. I know they're putting the limit on it, but when you're talking bacon, 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 bacon. Everything's better with bacon. We all know that. In a quick trip, they have the limit of two because uh, when they run this kind of a deal, it's fantastic and people want to gobble it up, pardon the pun, but uh, they've got some bacon on sale. But uh, over the weekend, man, uh, Quick Trip was just awesome. I uh, did a lot of driving, a lot of running around, stopped into Quick Trip a couple of times. And whether it's grabbing a breakfast sandwich or picking up uh, a thing of milk, uh, grabbed a little bit of bread, uh, some of the wheat bread over the weekend, the Quickery wheat bread, which is fantastic. And uh, we came home last night, sat down in the bar, got some work done. Uh, I was out. I had to pick up a six-pack of Bud Light, so went into the beer cave, did that. There's everything you can do at Quick Trip. Type in that Quick Rewards card, and you are good to go. Don't forget, when you use Quick Trip or you stop in, and you know they're, they're always glad to see you and always welcome you back again, but uh, don't forget, use that Quick Rewards card and continue to earn yourself some discounts. Uh, lessen the pain at the pump, or maybe you just get something for free along the way. But uh, our friends at Quick Trip, it's always, always, always good, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Let's bring in Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. You can uh, get his stuff there and obviously read uh, the the comments from one Bob McGinn. Tyler Dunn joining us on now on the hotline. Ty, how you been, buddy? I really want to eat some bacon right now. I, I'd rather just talk about bacon. That was a nice uh, little piece <laughs> there. I'm going to have to stop. I don't have to get any Quick Trip. Man, nicely done, Bill. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Um, man, I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you and I were texting on Friday, and I had just gotten off the air and when everything was starting to break, and that has been the topic of conversation all weekend. Uh, I was at a charity event on Friday. I was out in Cedarburg for Winterfest on Saturday. Yesterday, a couple of different places. Everybody is talking about what Bob had to say. So let's start there 
because credential-wise, Bob McGinn, longtime writer, decades covering the Packers, and Bob doesn't use the words disgusted very often, does he? No. No, I, I was uh, as floored as everybody else uh, when we hit record on that podcast had had no clue uh, where Bob was going to take things. You know, we had scheduled a wrap-up podcast at Go Long for, for weeks and, and just kind of a scheduling issue. I was covering the, the rest of the NFL and obviously saw you down there in Phoenix at the Super Bowl. So we just kind of kept pushing it back, pushing it back, and decided on a you know Friday morning um, to, to hop on a Zoom and get it done. And right before we hit record, he's like, hey, Teed, uh, you know, let's just let's break it up into a couple parts. So why don't we just do one on the quarterback? I, you know, heard some things and have some things to say and – uh, my jaw just about hit the hit the floor. I th- you know, I think we've kind of seen the tea leaves and, you know, a Schefter report here, a Rappaport report there, but nothing as strong as Bob put it, that they are fully prepared to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And regardless of money, regardless of trade compensation, uh, they believe in Jordan Love. Uh, they're moving forward with Jordan Love. I Actually, ironically, I've been working on a Jordan Love story, which people can um, can get at GoLongTD.com tomorrow morning if you subscribe. And, yeah, I, yeah, to listen to the whole podcast to hear Bob's full full analysis and full thoughts. But it is a combination. I'm sure uh, there's been a lot of paralysis by analysis of Bob himself these last few days. And ob- right. obviously he covered the team for decades, covered the league for decades, and he's not on the beat day to day. Right, so you're not at the press conferences hearing every single word spewed at a podium. Um, there are downsides to that. There's also upsides. You have you're not part of the monolith, right? You can kind of think a little more independently. And telephones do exist, believe it or not. Bob mm-hmm. has talked to scouts and coaches for years, for decades. I don't know anybody who's more connected than him. Uh, he has a feel for how this organization thinks. Uh, dating back eras, let alone you know seasons. So yeah, I, I've you know, I've worked with him, and and obviously he's a mentor. I admire him. He was in many ways a, a father figure for me out there at times living in Green Bay. Just an exceptional human being. Um, but he's also unbelievably connected, and I I haven't heard him um, believe something as strongly as as this. I mean, everybody that's that's heard his voice can hear for themselves. So here's my, been my discussion because with the Schefters and the Rappaports, uh, I heard Ross Tucker, and Ross Tucker was on my show out in Super Bowl and said the same thing. But a lot of people are talking about the Packers are ready to move on. Unequivocally, they're done. And, and But nobody had a source. It was kind of like, well, somebody said it, therefore it became a fact, and everybody started to kind of just expound upon somebody's idea as if it was fact. Bob's the only guy that I know that has kind of given us a source who says this then kind of makes my opinion like this. And he's actually talked to somebody behind the scenes or quoted somebody behind the scenes because Rogers made it clear that nobody in his camp is talking and and that nobody would be talking or they wouldn't be in his camp or inner circle anymore. So when Bob says something like that, that's why, because to this point, you and I talked out at Super Bowl, and I said, look, 60% of me says he's still under center. If he wants to come back and he's going to put his heart and soul into it and his effort into it, then the Packers would probably bring him back. And I still kind of feel like that, but Bob's the only one that quotes somebody somewhere with that, that hierarchy 
that says, okay, we're, we're good to go. But you tell me, how much do you think they have a true belief that Jordan Love is the man? Or are they just so tired of the back and forth that if Rodgers is not committed, then they're just like, you know what, we'll just move on and see where the chips fall. Right. I'm sure that there's a lot of the the drama sprinkled in there, right? I'm sure that they're not fans of Rodgers talking about, you know, ayahuasca and 9-11 conspiracies and, um, you know, the, the misleading everybody with the vac stuff. But they kind of made their bet, too. They they had that backdoor meeting ahead of 2021 and made, made concessions and gave him a seat at the table and traded for Randall Cobb. So that was kind of all their own making that Aaron Rodgers kind of has carte blanche. But I think that the, the, the substance of the matter is Jordan Love, is the fact that between year two and year three, he made substantial strides. Um, we saw it in the Philly game. It was brief, right? Six, six to nine, two of those incompletions were drops. Um, hit that back foot, the ball spitting out. He runs Matt LaFleur's offense. I, I, I think that's why Matt LaFleur is on board as well. He's what? 14, 15 years younger. Um, so athletically, physically, he can do things Aaron Rodgers cannot right now. He's more bought in. Um, he's working with Steve Calhoun out west, his personal quarterback coach. He's showing up to OTAs to minicamp. Um, Rodgers did not. I, I, I think that this young core receivers, look, they're coming up with Jordan Love. They're learning the offense with him. If they have a question, it's easier to go to Jordan Love. I've talked to some of them. Uh, it's just it's easier to have a, a conversation with Jordan Love about the offense than it is Aaron Rodgers because they're speaking the same language. It's not a knock on Rodgers. That's what made him so great with Greg Jennings, with Jordy Nelson, with Randall Cobb, with Devontae Adams, the tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of reps to just see something in a defense and know exactly what you're going to audible to. That is gone. Uh, you're, you're not going to replicate that unless you play another three, four years there with these young receivers. So, Everything points to Jordan Love being the guy because now he's applying everything that he did on the practice field to game day. And this is what I'll really get into uh, with my story tomorrow morning. But, you know, he got a lot of number one reps in practice toward the end of the season when Aaron's dealing with his injury. Um, Jordan was there at practice working with the ones. So they, they've they seen it. And we were both talking to Charles Woodson there. You remember what Charles said? They, mm-hmm. they knew right. Aaron was ready because they saw it in practice. I think they've seen the same thing in Jordan Love. That just did. I mean, the defense knew, uh, you know, Charles knew. And then when we were in that locker room, people were talking about Rodgers. I think Favre knew. Um, but I don't yeah. – that's just the thing with Jordan Love. I mean, you until this year, you don't hear the the defenders going, wow, Love's just eating it up. I mean, oh, my God, he's so ready. I mean, it, it, they just say, yeah, he'll be ready to go. You know, I mean, it's, it's not the endorsement that you were getting from a guy like Woodson who was – Famer, and he was already on his way to a Hall of Fame. He just needed a ring to solidify his career. You, you don't hear the same discussion. So I think Jordan Love's going to be good, maybe above average, serviceable. I don't know what kind of adjective you want to throw behind it. I can't imagine he's a Hall of Famer in waiting at, at this point. But I'll say I'll say this that I, I when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, it's it to me had he been coming off of a season that again he was kind of up for an MVP and and he was dragging this team across the finish line then I think the the narrative is different but because he had a down year I think everybody's ready to go you know what not only did you have a down year and you don't seemingly committed to it but also you're arrogant about it I'm wiping my hands of you we'll talk to you later that's the sentiment that I kind of get from fans I, I get the same sentiment 
and that's another huge uh, uh, p- part of the equation, the fact that they were 8-9 last year, and he was dreadful at home against Detroit in that fourth quarter. Um, it's, it wasn't exactly you know, Brett Favre going 13-3, and Sportsman of the Year cover of SI in the NFC Championship game. No, it's it, you, you've got the proof on the field. You, you see everything you need to see in his, his game alone. I thought it was really interesting, too, where Bob discussed, uh, you know, the offseason regimen. Like, the, the Packers believed he physically just didn't really take care of his body like he used to into this season. Is he going to recommit and rejuvenate and be gung-ho in 2023? I, I, that's a gamble. That, 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 that's a gamble. So there's a, definitely a lot of moving parts, and, you know, they definitely missed their boat to get all the first and second and third-round picks they could desire if they ripped the Band-Aid up earlier. But there's still time to see what you have in Jordan Love and everything that, you know, Bob heard is that this is Brian Gutekunst's call. I, and I think that it's everybody, Murphy, Gutekunst, LaFleur, that are kind of on board with this with, with this thing. And, and let's remember, they, they drafted him in the first round. It'd be hard to just throw that away. Uh, so you tell me, what do you what what is your gut tell you? That you are you going with Bob and saying this is it, it's Jordan Love's time and that they're definitely going to get uh, move on from him? Or do you think there's still a decision to be made? I think they, I think they're going to move on. You know, there's probably still conversations to have. Um, see what Aaron Rodgers says out of his darkness retreat. I, I'm sure they want to have those conversations, try to keep an open mind. But yeah, they they saw Jordan Love day in and day out. They saw Aaron Rodgers day in and day out. I think that the, the, another part of this too is there's a market for Aaron Rodgers. Are you going to get what three firsts like you could have gotten in the past? No, but a first round pick and some change. You could get that. I mean, Woody Johnson, Mark Davis, there's going to be a desperate owner out there willing to take on the contract, give you a premium pick. I think when you kind of add it all up, the right, you know, the right business decision right now is to stick with the player you drafted. Look, this side of Tom Brady, nobody performs well at this age. It's just, you fall off a cliff. It happens with all of these quarterbacks. So, I think even Green Bay knows they'd be kidding themselves if they think they can get an MVP season out of Aaron Rodgers at this point. I uh, The only thing that I keep thinking in the back of my mind was the last time that everybody doubted Aaron Rodgers, he ended up with back-to-back MVPs. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams. Can you, can you yep. trade for Devontae Adams? <laughs> right. I, good, good, good point. Uh, I, I don't know if Christian Watson's going to develop into something like that or if you go out and find yourself another wideout. Yeah. But regardless of what happens, this team needs more wide receiver help. So whether it's Jordan Love under center or Aaron Rodgers, this team needs another uh, cat or two that's capable of catching the football without a doubt. Right. Maybe it's uh, okay, Aaron. You know, let's. Uh, Take about twenty thirty million off of that fifty nine. We'll use that to go get DeAndre Hopkins. I wonder how that conversation would go. Right. But that's part. They they don't have the money. They don't, they they can't go out and get that guy. Yep. Yep. No, I I completely agree with you, man. Tyler, always good to catch up. We'll look forward to more stuff. And anything else that Bob has to say, we'll certainly be paying attention to. And then once all of this plays out, we'll get you back on. Okay. Hey, and anytime, man. And we'll definitely be talking with Bob again uh, here on that podcast too. So thank you to everybody out there who has subscribed it it means a lot great stuff thanks tyler talk to you soon buddy there you go tyler dunn of golongtd.com you can read the stuff there you can watch the podcast he's got a piece coming out on jordan love so uh, get ready for that as well you know what's funny is people say oh god tell me the last time rogers had a decent game in the postseason okay 
Uh, let's go back to 2021, uh, January 16th, uh, against the Rams at Lambeau Field. He blew him out. Quarterback rating of 108, threw a couple of touchdowns, had a really good game. Opening drive stalled, a couple of Equinemia St. Brown drops, if you remember, on that opening drive. Otherwise, they'd have won by even more. But they ended up uh, they ended up beating the hell out of the uh, the Rams, thirty two to eighteen. Rodgers had a one yard uh, had had a one yard run, and uh, ended up scoring. He had uh, two touchdown passes and a running touchdown in that ball game. Devontae Adams caught a uh, one yard pass from Rodgers, drove him down in a, uh, an eleven an eleven player fourteen play drive in seven almost eight minutes. I'm just trying to go through my notes here from that game. So he had a hell of a game. Lazard caught that 58-yard pass down the sideline, which put him up 32-18. Pretty much, you know, that was pretty much the game at that point. That was in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, I mean, you can go on from there. They drove the ball on a six-play 75-yard drive. Aaron Jones plunging it in in the third quarter to put him up from 19-10 uh, to 25-10. to 10. So anything else you want to say? Bring it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I don't mind change and moving on. I understand that. I completely get it. But, <laughs> and I have been one of the biggest critics of Rodgers in a lot of areas, but I'm not trashing a guy. I'm looking at things in a reality. It, it takes so many moving parts to have a successful team. It just does. And I'm just not going to sit here and just trash the guy just to trash him. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got more to get to. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kemp's. Go to Kemp's.com. Kemp's.com. They're looking for good people right now. CDL drivers. They're also up with Class A CDL drivers. Uh, they've got production people they need, cooler employees, maintenance technicians. They're starting you at $23 an hour plus plus. Okay. $23 an hour plus. They've got sign-on bonuses. They've got good 401K. They've got great benefits. If you're looking for a career with a company based right here in Wisconsin, Cedarburg, Wisconsin, they're looking for you. They need help right now. That's what you need to do is go to Kemp's.com, and then at the bottom of the page it says careers. Click on it, fill it out, get your name in there, and who knows, maybe 2023 is the start of something beautiful between you and a company that's been around since 1914. Kemps.K-E-M-P-S, Kemps.com. Click on careers at the bottom of the page, and you are good to go. If you're a CDL driver, you want to do production, maintenance engineer, uh, cooler service technicians, all that kind of stuff, they need you, and they need you like yesterday. So, again, Kemps.com, go to the bottom of the page, click on careers. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.